a very big hello and warm welcome on this absolutely amazing day to each one of you amazing people who made the effort to tune into this podcast right now. My name is Sujata and some of you know me as RJ Sujay too. Well, I'm the producer and host of this lovely podcast which I simply call Get Up, Get Going and Find Your Ikigai. For those of you who've never heard of this term, Ikigai is a Japanese word which means a reason for being. But people have also beautifully redefined it as a subset of four things. What the world needs, what you love, what you're good at and what you can be paid for. Confused? Well, don't be because in every episode I will be introducing you to one very normal person like you and I who is living their life in the pursuit of their Ikigai. Hmm, interested now I see. So let's get right into it. So here we are and welcome to the very first episode of Get Up, Get Going and Find Your Ikigai. Yes, I'm super excited today as it's the first episode and also because my very first guest is super inspiring. Her name is Anushka Gupta and she just makes me want to do so much more with my life. So let me tell you a bit more about her. Anushka is a poet, writer and historian. She runs her own branding company called Story of the Brand, creating brands and telling their stories. She has a passion for exploring Bombay or Mumbai and writing about its histories and architecture, bringing together her love for storytelling and heritage. On her path as a historian, she has embarked upon some interesting projects, very interesting ones, which we will talk about today. She's also the author of a poetry book called Visual Words, which explores a dictionary of beautiful words from the English language through art and poetry. Oh my, my. Are we so privileged to have Anushka Gupta on board with us in the very first episode of Get Up? Get going and find your Ikigai. Welcome, Anushka. Thank you, Sujata, for such a generous and kind introduction. I'm so happy to be here. And how are you feeling today? I feel really, really good. And I'm very excited about this conversation that we're going to have. I think it's going to be so much fun. Absolutely. I'm so excited. I can't even begin to describe. Well, we start right at the start, Anushka. And, you know, people say that uh, while we are growing up, especially our childhood, has um, a deep, deep impact on um, our growing up, right, uh, into who we are. So I wanted to check uh, that with you. You know, how do you feel your growing up years influenced you into being who you are today? Um, so I would say in, with respect to being a writer, um, I used to spend a lot of my childhood uh, reading. Um, I spend a lot of my time uh, in a library. Uh, while growing up, my school library was not a very large library. Uh, in fact, it was a really beautiful, cozy, intimate room with, filled with books, like from wall to ceiling. And uh, I remember just spending hours and hours uh, looking through books, looking through titles, wondering, uh, you know, about these different authors, the imagined worlds that like, the books carry and uh, it really fascinated me that you could create something so magical with just your mind and your pen mm -hmm. so I think um, that was a really heavy influence on me while growing up um, reading which is unfortunately a dying art or 
slowly being revived now that I see. Um, so I think that really influenced me into wanting to become a writer. Okay. And uh, so you're seeing, saying that reading the right kind of books also, right? Or is it just any kind of reading that may influence people into who sh- they should become? <laughs> Honestly, I think it's any reading because um, I feel all education is good education, all learning is good uh, learning. So um, it really depends. It's a very personal choice as to whether you want to read fiction, nonfiction, uh, some like reading poetry, some write reading scripts. I mean, I think it's such a, um, you know, it's a, there's, a, there's so much information out there. There's so much knowledge out there. So it only depends on what piques your interests. And then I think, following that is really important that kind of ties in with your team of following your ikigai so it's always an internal it's an it's a voice you know it's a calling that you kind of follow so i truly believe in not kind of pushing any particular kind of book forward but or an author for that matter i think find in your own path in your own way you'll find something which really resonates with you and you'd want to read that and the more you read i think the more it sharpens your mind and so on and so forth. I, th- I think, you know, I am getting a drift of what the next question is going to be, Anushka, because, you know, you've written a whole book of poetry, right? So what inspired you to start writing poetry? And also why poetry over other genres? You know, there are other genres of writing like fiction, stories. So tell us more about that. Sure. So as a reader, I actually love reading fiction. I love reading stories. I'm very fascinated with how one can actually build these worlds, you know, these imagined worlds that I spoke about. Um, but when it comes to poetry, I think poetry, as we all do, uh, it came in very early in my life. It came in during school um, school years, right? And uh, in during that time when you're trying to read and you're, and poetry is pretty much always paraphrased. So I found that really interesting that every every reader derives his or her own interpretation from what the poet or what the author is trying to say. So um, I would say poetry does have that levitating quality to it, which kind of transcends beyond what you're actually reading and takes you into your own interpretation of it, which is why I'm drawn to poetry. And how I started writing it is a very very cliched answer. I was going through a dark phase in my life and um, I found this to be a very therapeutic way to kind of express my feelings. And I found it to be very healing. So I took to words, I took to expressing in verses and I found a lot of freedom in poetry. I found there wasn't any, um, you know, you don't have to write in written chapters, you don't have to write it. So of course, there are basic guidelines that you follow, but it's a lot driven by intuition. And I intuitively loved the the freedom of expression that it gave me. So I think that's how poetry happened to me. And that's what inspired me. Okay, and I'm glad you got out of the dark uh spot in your life uh, because you are a bright spot in ours right now (laughs) well Anushka uh, moving from there you know talking more on the book what was a prime point there what was a turning point Okay, so it's something uh, basically which I've always wanted to do. Uh, Like I said, um, since I've always been in awe of writers and uh, books in general, uh, it's an idea which was living in my head for as long as I can remember. And finally, I took the plunge um, into actually doing it when uh, I had some more time. Uh, So I think um, I've always had this idea of creating 
it's kind of bizarre, but I've always had this idea of creating a dictionary of words mm-hmm. because I love looking through a dictionary. I love reading different meanings of the same word and how uh, language, you know, lends itself into its own uh, different directions. So I think um, that kind of gave me the idea of creating a book which is called Visual Words, which we'll talk about as well, which is... Um, like you uh, like you said in your introduction it's a dictionary of beautiful words from the english language and um here it's me illustrating what those words mean to me in poetry so mm. um how it came about is um so i know someone like an artist who i used to study with when i was uh, doing my masters in london and uh, her name is Saman and she has a really beautiful style of painting of using watercolors and painting in circles. So right. I found that to be a really beautiful idea because you know life comes in full circles you see in in a full circle and you see circles everywhere you go. So um she had actually illustrated a few like a verse from one of my poems and uh, had sent it to me and I was really enamored by what it could bring out you know the beautiful colors and how wonderfully they complemented what i was trying to say through my poems because of uh, of course poems are words but art has colors and visual uh, has right. a visual language to it so i found that really beautiful and so saman and i kind of embarked upon this journey together of finding uh, visual uh, finding visuals to my words and that's how we came about visual words and yes i agree saman is incredible uh, and her art is incredible and the universe did conspire that the both of you meet and create this incredible book called visual words that is awesome anushka and uh, anushka now this is about your poetry book i am also uh, interested in your background as a historian and i'm sure all our listeners would be i mean what is a historian and what do you exactly do and you know what has inspired your journey please tell us a bit more about that yeah sure so um again what has inspired me is growing up um i know i sound like a really big nerd but i take pride in it uh growing up i used to love history as a subject and i was always very fascinated with the events of the past and like what transpired you know in the different times uh that have gone by uh and what has made us what we are today like what are the stories of our ancestors what are the stories that of our countries what has made the world what it is today so i think that has always been an area of interest for me and um growing up yes uh, history and then um i think a lot of it is also uh, when you travel to different countries you're very inspired I mean it's a very normal thing for every tourist to kind of know uh what the story behind a certain monument is but I find it really beautiful to look beyond that and you know um kind of uh unravel stories unravel histories of what actually happened there like what tra- what are the events that transpired there so a lot of times um in my travels I've been fortunate enough to have friends who live in those places and they take me around and tell me their own anecdotes from childhood and then tell me their own experiences and lived experiences so this is the area of interest for me because i feel like uh, memories and stories and histories which are lived experiences haven't been documented enough and haven't really been written about um in in that 
much of um, abundance, you know. So I think that is something which put me onto this journey of becoming a historian. And a historian is any student of history is a historian. So um, I think uh, that is uh, that along with my love for travel and love for architecture, as you said, when you introduced me. So every time I look at buildings, I'm always kind of wondering why was this building built? What was the story behind it? Uh, to give you a simple example, when you look at Taj Mahal, uh, the reason why it's, of course, uh, other than its beauty, it's so revered and it's so looked upon is because of the beautiful love story, right, that uh, comes along with it. So because right. that is the element that of human emotion that everyone can relate to. So I think being an oral historian has that element of uh, mystery and uh, fascination for me. Wow, I'm almost speechless because history was never one of my favorite subjects. But to hear you speak <laughs> at length about, you know, what history can unravel, I think that's what made me speechless, Anushka. But thank you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as a historian, you've also covered a lot of Bombay, right? And yes. so many favorite places within Bombay that you have discovered. So can you talk a bit about that and then we'll talk about your uh, favorite hidden hidden gem of Bombay City. Sure. So with Bombay, um, I think uh, it's because I'm born, I'm a Bombay girl, I'm born here, brought up here. So um, there's a lot of love for the city. Uh, every, every one of us feel it somewhere deep within. But of course, it's really kind of uh, taken other things take over like the noise the chaos and the everyday like problems but I truly believe in seeking beauty like inner beauty in things and looking beyond what is in front of you and digging deeper and unraveling stories like we spoke about so I think with Bombay uh, given that it is a city which is so close to my heart and fairly neglected while growing up because you're so busy with everything else you know that's going on in your life that I finally took some time and I paused about like I would say a decade ago and I started taking interest in um, beautiful buildings that were around me you know your very everyday buildings which you look at uh, it could be railway stations it could be the post office it could be and we have we have such a wealth of history that um, the city has and there's so much diversity in the architecture so that piqued my interest a lot and I really wanted to know more about so many um, so many monuments in Bombay and also ordinary buildings in Bombay. So this kind of sent me on a journey of exploration where I started going to these places, speaking to the people that inhabited, inhabit them, speaking to the families that have lived for generations in the same buildings or in the same homes and what are the stories that have come out of that. So that is something which I really love about exploring about Bombay. And I think it's ongoing. Every day shows a different color and uh, it's really beautiful. So right from like um, an, an interesting project that I embarked upon was uh, called a Forgotten Cinema Project, which is basically bringing back uh, the allure of the single screen cinema houses that we used to have. And unfortunately with so much gentrification and capitalization, all of these beautiful cinema houses are shuttering and then there are the multiplexes which are taking their place. And I feel like each one of them have such a strong mm -hmm. legacy why they began. Like, for example, even uh, your Liberty Cinema, I don't even know if uh, people know about it. It was one of the first to show Hollywood movies. It was uh, it was such a historic 
landmark to have a theater which was such a large theater with which you know um captivated the audiences of bombay and bombay is so synonymous with bollywood so i think um i mean i can go on about that but coming back to your question about bombay uh, i think there's just so much uh, you know right from cinema to um food like there's cafes then there's uh, communities and then there's beautiful houses of worship um so i think there's just so much in bombay to explore so that's what i'm doing wow that set me on a nostalgic trip as well uh, because i grew up in bombay and there's so much uh, that we saw around us but never paid attention to and as you were speaking i was really really imagining uh, my childhood days and thinking of what all i have seen and not paid attention to so thank you for that uh, anushka i'm sure that our listeners will also be able to go uh, on a similar trip of nostalgia uh, speaking of which you know uh, i was remembering my favorite irani cafe yeah and uh, you know the fact that we would just yeah. go there have ban maska and whatever else was available and you know it was just a way of life right and today there are hardly any of these cafes yeah. left and uh, you know the fact is that uh, all these bigger restaurants of course uh, during lockdown everyone has faced tough times but these local businesses have been uh, the most hard hit right and i would like you to speak about your favorite irani cafe and maybe just get people's attention back to supporting local businesses as well in your own way yeah absolutely i'm so happy you brought this up sujata because i think it's so important um Irani cafes are so important in the history of Bombay in the cultural fabric of Bombay they stand for so many things they stand for housing a place where people from all, all walks of life come together sitting under one roof having your ban maska like you said having chai it could be a really successful businessman it could be anyone um, you know uh, they're all come together under one place the, irrespective of community irrespective of uh where they come from uh so i think there's such a beautiful unity in them and other than that they have such legacies like they have uh such beautiful stories i've been fortunate to visit most of the ones that are still standing in bombay and it's really heartbreaking to see how um they've been completely you know forgotten and slowly with this new wave of instagram and uh you know of everyone thinking that it's really cool to go to these places i'm actually happy to see that because whatever brings them back on the map i think it's really important that they come together and coming to your point about supporting local businesses yes absolutely yes because the larger companies like you said they can still survive they still have a chance but it's your local businesses which really need our support and our patronage so absolutely uh, would encourage everyone listening to go to your neighborhood irani cafe it needn't be a fancy one or a very well known one and speak to them speak to the speak to the um families that own them and try and interact with them because they also feel very forgotten and very they feel irrelevant in today's uh, world but it's that's far from the reality because they're they're actually being revived and people are turning their attention back there so i'm i'm really happy to see that um and when it comes to like my favorite one uh yeah. it's a little bit of a hidden gem <laughs> so this one is really really close to my heart uh it's called uh, cafe della pe 
and okay. uh, it is uh, just across from the opera house in bombay which has also been restored very recently so, very beautiful yeah. yeah so must go to you to the opera house and when you when you're done watching your play hop across and go to cafe della pay uh, you will meet the kindest gentleman that you have ever met his name is gustad irani and he's a dear friend of mine and he's running the cafe which was passed on to him from by his grandfather also by the same name so um so he's carrying forward the legacy his fa- of his father and his grandfather and it's a really beautiful um corner cafe as irani cafes are usually in corners right and there's a story about that but i'm not going to tell you that now <laughs> so um uh-huh. Yeah so I think uh, that's definitely my favorite and uh, go there and have the parsi mint chai okay sure i think we will and you know before the lockdown or in better times you know i may have made a, a funny remark like will we get a um, you know discount if we say we are anushka's friends but today no more no discounts you know pay full price pay more than is uh, usual because they deserve, deserve to survive right also you know going further as a historian anushka uh, during the lockdown you know we've all been at home and not really able to move out so what have you been up to as a historian uh, what are the things you've been doing even while being at home a uh, very interesting question uh, sujata because um, this is something which we've all kind of had our journey with everyone struggled with uh, being efficient and uh, you know using their time to the max and i feel like this really gave everyone an opportunity to go inward and find their ikigai you know coming back to you so um for me okay. this was actually i embarked upon a project which i'm going to talk about uh it's called the museum of memories and uh, this is basically it's an it's an ongoing archive where i'm telling stories of family heirlooms which belong to people from like various cultures and communities from all across the world and i'm kind of building like a narrative uh, or a library of narratives that traces these personal histories and memories um from lived experiences so um it could be anything it could be a watch it could be a sari of your grandmother and basically um kind of archiving all the stories that one would relate to that object and Right. and kind of um, you know illustrating that in stories so um it's been really really interesting for me because i've gotten to interact with so many people uh, like i said from different cultures and communities and learn so much about um their ancestors and what are uh, the memories that they hold and what are the legacies that they've left behind so this is one of the really interesting projects that i've embarked upon and it's really opened my like doors to so many other avenues in the realm of history amazing you know what you set out to do and where it can take you right the journey is just incredible right <laughs> you know i i yeah. remember um, you know particularly these love letters written by uh, you know a japanese person you had put it up on your uh, museum of memories right so yeah. that was so precious and i still can't forget and those photographs and beautiful beautiful letters i think you do leave yeah. an imprint uh, and those letters left an imprint right and you know you with your beautiful writing on instagram i think you also leave a, an imprint on people's minds so um, thank you so much for that anushka thank you thank you thank you sudhata for being so kind and i'm so happy <laughs> that you remembered a story like that 
So thank you. Uh-huh. And uh, before we set sail, uh, you know, to get back to our routines of the day, uh, I wanted to just check if you've had any advice, um, any words of wisdom to give to all those who are tuned into this show. You know, how can anyone find their ikigai, right? Like you found yours. Um, sure. I mean, I'm very early on into my journey to give advice. But what I can tell you from my experience uh, is that um, I think it's very fulfilling and also very important to find something that fuels your passion, you know, and that fuels your spirit. So it's not as um, it's not as literal as going and meditating or, uh, you know, stopping everything and trying to find your way but it is as simple as just listening to what your inner voice is telling you so for example for me it was uh, I've always loved words I've always loved poetry but I've just not found a way to make time for it you know so it's always other things that have taken over so what I do is I dedicate an hour of my day to finding my ikigai or to following my ikigai which is I go by the seaside I watch the sunset I look at the colors changing I listen to the sound of the waves the music in the waves and that is what really refreshes me after a long day at work and um i lo- i love doing this in solitude and because i can actually see things for what they are and not be distracted by conversation but just look and actually feel uh you know the water feel the waves feel the wind feel all of that and that is that makes for a beautiful place of introspection for me and also for expression because I feel that the best poetry for me happens when I have slowed down and when I have found those few minutes to fuel what I'm really feeling. Wow, that was really poetic. And what else mm-hmm. could be expected from a poetess? <laughs> that was wonderful. So thank you so much. And uh, I, I can't express my gratitude for uh, you being the first <laughs> guest and uh, you will always be special and i'm sure that our uh, listeners will also like to reach out to you if they are inspired so uh, you know how can they reach out to you can you give out your um, you know instagram handle so that they can follow you maybe write to you sure sure i'd be very happy to have i'm very open to conversation uh, and very very happy to interact with new readers so i'm at anushka gupta 5 uh, in Instagram. And right. uh, before I leave, I would also really like to extend my thank you, Sujata, because I feel like, and so much gratitude at my end as well, because just like you introduced me as someone who inspires you, I am immensely inspired by everything you do, right? From running to arjing to uh, everything that you put in so much of your heart and soul into. Um, so absolutely inspired and fortunate to be connected to a soul like yours <laughs> thank you and the universe universe conspires again <laughs> thank you have a great evening and uh, we'll see you soon bye-bye bye and that's a wrap hope you enjoyed the very first episode of this series that's been specially created for all of you who still are on your way to find what you are looking for We'll be back in the next fortnight with another exciting guest and another exciting episode of this uplifting podcast called Get Up, Get Going and Find Your Ikigai. Till then, this is Sujata, also known as RJ Sujay saying, take care, stay safe and stay super happy. See you soon.